I am Michael Movestro, and you're listening to the Vegas Bright Podcast, Episode 3. Today's date is March 20th, 2016. The Vegas Bright Podcast. From VegasBright.com. So podcast, it's a Vegas podcast. And it is great to be here once again for the Vegas Bright Podcast. As I said, this is episode three. And thanks for clicking in, downloading, streaming, whatever it is you're doing to listen to this podcast. I am Michael Movestro, and what a week in news it has been. So many things went on. Uh, Makes your head spin. The whole John Rubin thing, March Madness, St. Patrick's Day. A lot of people's brackets are all sorts of messed up. Who knew the, the surprise upsets that were happening in March Madness? Just ridiculous. I read somewhere that no one's bracket made it. None. At one point, it was at 0.1%. And then today, that got all messed up. There are all these little Cinderella stories and all these upsets where uh, number 12 beats number 4. Uh, and, and just watching the Twitter feed of reactions uh, has <laughs> been very entertaining Probably because I don't, you know, bet on sports, but just, you know, just just seeing just like sportsbook reactions. Uh, so many tweets have been coming in about sportsbook reactions and just a pan of the crowd as everyone gets either ridiculously upset or ridiculously happy. You know, it's the uh, the emotional uh, roller coaster that is March Madness happening all over the place, not just in Las Vegas, but around the country as well. Of course, my attention for it is going to Las Vegas. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed St. Patrick's Day. Uh, plenty of things were happening for St. Patrick's Day. A couple of the top things that come to mind would be uh, would be the Link Block Party that was happening over there by O'Shea's. Not just O'Shea's, but sort of everything in the Link Promenade. They had a whole big uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration. But of course, I can't not think of O'Shea's. In Vegas for St. Patrick's Day, uh, and I, you know, I'll be honest. I wish I was at that promenade party, but maybe next year. Maybe next year. Uh, also, downtown had something going on as well. The Fremont Street Experience. They had their St. Patrick's Day party as well, um, and just started seeing tweets coming in from the Link Block party and tweets coming in from the Fremont Street Experience. Uh, looked like it was two really great places to be. There were other events happening along the strip as well, but those are the two that really caught my attention. So yeah, hopefully everybody, uh, you know woke up someplace the next day and they knew where they were and were able to find their way back to wherever they were going. So yeah, I mean, um, we'll be talking more about, you know, the whole, the whole news thing that's been happening and Jan Reuven, uh, yeah, that is just, that's just crazy. Quick note, you can get this podcast, uh, the Vegas Bright podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. So if you got a, you know, iOS device and iPhone or if you got an Android device, uh, you can check us out, subscribe, and listen. Um, and thanks to all those who did. I really much, much appreciate it. It's good to be back after another week away from the microphone. Coming up will be our interview with Chris Angel. He's got the new show, Mind Freak Live, coming to the Luxor. 
keep it tuned here. VegasBrights.com All your Vegasy things, no resort fees. And we're back on the Vegas Bright Podcast, and joining me today uh, over the phone is Chris Angel, uh, who wants to tell us about his new show. Chris, welcome to the Vegas Bright Podcast. It's great to be here on your show. I'm just so excited about talking about my new show with you. Me too. It's great to be here. Robin, be quiet. This is my interview. Who's that? Oh, Robin Leach is here. He's taking a bubble bath. A bubble bath? Yeah, he came over before because we wanted to order soap on a rope for Jen Rubin. Oh, okay. So am I interrupting anything? No, no, it's not like that. Okay. So, Chris, your new show called Mind Freak Live opens in June, and our listeners want to know, when compared to Believe, will it suck more or less? Let me just interject here by saying Chris is the most wonderful, amazing, interesting, and sexy magician I have ever met in my life. His magical prowess thrills audiences of all ages all over the world, and I have no doubt he will sell out every show at Luxor. Robbie, stop. I can do this myself. Anyways, it's going to be great. I have more magic in this show than any magic show in the history of my show or any other magic show ever. So... There. Oh, boy. Robin, I got this. Anyways, Michael, one of the things I've been working on is this brand new levitation where people will see me float in ways that are impossible to date. People will see me float in a way that will keep their mouth open and in awe and wonderment. You know, Chris, I've seen your show once, and I have to admit at one point my mouth was in awe and wonderment, as you put it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. At what part? Uh, when I was leaving your showroom, it had dawned on me that some people actually pay to see Believe. Believe sells out Luxor every single night. It's the number one rated show in Las Vegas. Robin, I can do this. I took your PR courses. Anyways, every night we've had a packed house and it's something I'm really proud of. And I'm sure that the tradition will continue for the rest of my contract with Luxor as specified in the filling seats closet. I'm not sure what the filling seats clause is, but uh, moving along, what else can we expect from your show? Yeah, it's going to be non-stop magic, pyrotechnics, lasers, it'll be a 360 audience view, and no other magician would do that. Only Chris has the abilities to pull this off. <sighs> Robin. What was that? Oh, uh, nothing. Nothing. Uh, anyways, there will be plenty of ridiculously beautiful women since I had the need to clarify my heterosexuality in every show to the point where I come off sounding like a creep in the schoolyard. And speaking of John Reuven, Robin, my next question is for you. I couldn't help notice the announcement of Chris's new show was less than 24 hours after John Reuven was arrested on child porn charges. The timing of that just kind of stuck out to me as Reuven has, you know, been a major threat to Believe's ticket sales. Um, did you make the announcement earlier than expected? Robin, don't say anything. Sorry, I didn't get that. Nothing. I I guess Robin isn't going to answer. Sorry, Michael, I can't hear you. I've got soap bubbles in my ears and I'm enjoying champagne and caviar. I see you on the video chat and it looks like Diet Coke and saltines. Well, what Robin means to say is this new version of my show is what I've always wanted to do. But you said that about Believe. This time, it's real though. Okay, Chris, is there uh, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Yes, Mind Freak Live is going to knock people's socks off. I promise it's going to suck less than Believe. 
cover your all wishes. All right. Well, thanks for being with us, uh, Chris and Robin, and everybody listening at home or wherever you are. We'll be back after this. VegasBright.com, the Vegas website where the parking is free. Oh, okay, and you heard it here. An exclusive interview with Chris Angel, his new show, Mind Freak Live, coming to Luxor in June, replacing Believe. You heard it here. An exclusive phone call interview. Uh, we spell phone F-A-U-X-N, by the way. Just saying. Let's do Vegas around the web. How about that? Oh, man, I forgot to make those sweepers. All right. It's time. It's time for Vegas around the web. Around the web. Web, web, web. Vegas Eater has an article on the still complete with pictures. The still takes the space of the former Revolution Lounge. From the article, it says behind the bar you can find more than 50 beers as well as a selection of hop trails that combine liquor and beers. House-infused shooters and bourbons also find a special home. Look for crispy chicken wings, quesadillas, and fish and chips on the menu, as well as mini cheeseburgers, lobster rolls, and tacos and varieties from steak to fish. Also look for soft-serve ice cream, treats for dessert. Um... That's my fallback word is um, which was pointed out to me by Scott from Vital Vegas. Yes, I gotta stop saying um. Um, oh Jesus Christ, I fucking did it again. All right, Edge Vegas has a great article called Cheat Sheet March Madness. Here's a few points from that. He specifies how to use Uber and Lyft for uh, instead of taxis. Uh, how, the March Madness Survival Guide. Uh, links to download all Vegas sports wagering apps, uh, where to watch the games, and helpful links. And that's just a few of the points from that article. He's got many more, and you click on each one of those points, and it will take you right to the source of the information. Uh, so definitely do check it out. Um, if it's too late for you this year, which it probably is, it's some good pointers for next year. So definitely it's something to bookmark. I'd go over and bookmark that article and save that to your archives for next year. Uh, Vital Vegas has uh, downtown's Bridger building was purchased by Derek and Greg Stevens for $2.7 million. Uh, he spoke to Derek Stevens, and Derek said initially the building would be used as a warehouse spacing. Then the building would serve as office space and eventually will be a distribution center for the three downtown casinos owned by the Stevens. Uh, Vital Vegas also has other stories such as Chumley's arrest and a purported exclusive interview. <laughs> a purported, in quotes, Exclusive interview, just like the one we had, kind of. It was purportedly <laughs> exclusive. Uh, as well as a review on the newly renamed Citrus Pool at the Downtown Grand with loads of pictures. Uh, so be sure to check out Vital Vegas for those and other stories. Uh, Las Vegas Sun reports that Liberace's Cars, uh, four unique automobiles owned by showbiz legend Liberace, will be among his legendary collection going on show uh, Thursday, April 7th at a museum inside the Hollywood Cars Museum on Dean Martin Drive. Uh, Las Vegas Sun also reports Frank Sinatra Jr. has passed away. Frank Jr. once kidnapped as a teen in Lake Tahoe in 1963 until his father paid uh, $240,000 ransom, served as musical director and orchestra conductor for his dad, then became a solo singer performing numerous times in Las Vegas. His last Las Vegas appearance was at the Smith Center in June 
1993, he conducted for his father's final performance at MGM Grand Garden Arena. And Vegas Inc. reports Crystals is selling for $1.1 billion to two real estate companies. Crystals reported a $69.1 million in net revenue last year, up from the previous year. It's my guess that MGM just uh, really needs the money. That's it for Vegas Around the Web. Uh, when we come back, uh, we have more stuff for you. VegasBright.com. We're not only a podcast. We cover news about shows, hotels, restaurants, and gambling. We also feature the Vegasy buzz around town like new construction, renovations, and future openings, as well as reviews of places to eat, experiences, hotel stays, and new things to do. And occasionally, we offer a sneak peek behind construction walls to see how a new place is coming along. VegasBright.com. And now it's time for the Vegas Bright week in review it's that time where we take a look at our very own website to talk about some of the things that we reported on this week let's get started shall we let's let's do that yeah yeah blonde forever had an article called being recompensed for your inconvenience uh basically she went into uh, detail about all the things she's read about people who you know um visit a place in vegas and then write a very nasty review and then demanding something for free it's like i found a hair in the bathroom i demand a i demand you know a free meal or blah 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 and how uh sometimes it seems that people look for something to be wrong in order to complain and try to get something for free it went really well and you know what a lot of people agreed with her blonde forever used to work in the service industry i used to work in the service industry as well uh so i can definitely relate uh to some of the things that were said there um i'm not gonna get into it too much um but yeah sometimes customers just want to complain about anything to get something for free i i'll honest true story without talking about me too much as i'm trying not to do i used to work at this company that dealt with um uh, we'll just say audio books that were downloadable okay and um i would have a customer call in turns out they forgot their password but they swore up and down we changed their password so that they couldn't get in and then they would be and they would demand to be recompensed uh <laughs> for um for their trouble it's, it's like they it's like we didn't reset your password. Uh, if you forgot your password, we can take care of that for you, you know? And, but they would always swear that, you know, we, we, we switched the password on them and it was a great inconvenience and they want something for free. Like that's the kind of stuff I had to deal with on a daily basis. So I got to tell you, I really like this article that Vaughn wrote. I'm glad someone came out and said it. Um, the PAC 12, uh, men's basketball conference is going to T-Mobile arena, for three years, uh, they will be there for the 2017, 2018, and 2019 men's basketball conference. Uh, they signed the deal. Um, this was announced. Uh, when was that announced? I think it was announced not. I think it was on like the Friday before last week, like late in the day. Um, they'll be moving from the MGM Grand Garden Arena to the T-Mobile Arena. They just sold out the MGM Grand Garden Arena, and it took them some time to do that. Um, not sure if, if they're moving too soon or maybe it's just a new place to grow, but 
that's what's going on. Um, Greg C. sends in some pictures of the park and the theater coming along. We keep checking back on that place. We're kind of excited. I mean, come on. Come on. The park with the structures and they light up. And then you get that statue of that huge naked woman. And then you have the arena and Monte Carlo's making it. It's just really that whole little section there is just really exciting. It's kind of like when you play My Vegas and you earn enough like, uh, what was that? Those those little stars or whatever they were that lets you finally, you know, complete the building of a hotel casino on your strip. And then it's like there's that little celebration with the fireworks and stuff. That's what it's like in that little section. Uh, it's just two weeks away before all this stuff is opening, with the exception of the Monte Carlo Theater. But i um, really excited about that. And I'm going to make my way there as much as I can as I'll be in town uh, as that's happening. Um, my wife and I celebrating our uh, wedding anniversary. And we're going to Vegas for that. And just so happens, these things are opening at the same time, so it's going to be great. Um, we also reported that uh, Rogue at MGM is out. Losers Most Wanted is in. Uh, country-themed bar uh, straight out of Nashville uh, has taken over the Rogue space. Um, Rogue had um, dueling pianos, and you know it was sort of like a shiny red kind of a Corvette kind of a place. Uh, and uh, you know the the National Finals Rodeo came to town. These pop-up places show up during that, you know, uh, Vegas kind of changes during the rodeo, but that place, you know, usually pop-ups go away. That one stood around. And, uh, when Pape first sent me the pictures, I was like, well, that's odd. Well, wait a second. That's probably one of those pop-ups. And I called into the MGM grant. I spoke to one of the reps there and they said, yeah, that's, it's just temporary. And you know, Rogue is going to be back, but they were wrong. So I'm not sure what happened behind the scenes. Not sure if Rogue couldn't pay the rent or maybe, you know, the MGM is thinking, Hey, it would be really cool to be able to compete with uh, uh, Gillies or something like that. So it's in. Um, but the funny thing is dueling pianos are, are back in that same space now where rug was. So it's a country Western themed place with dueling pianos. Um, so we'll see how that works for them. Alex Kosalova wrote a great article called the wimp's guide to start playing craps. Um, he did take a shot at people who play the uh, electronic craps version, which is the same game that I like to play because I don't normally go to craps tables, but brings about a good point. Uh, so if you haven't, you know, worked up the courage, uh, to go to an actual craps table, um, and stand there and shoot the dice and whatever, he gives a really good primer to get you started. And who knows, maybe I might actually do the same thing. Good article. Check it out. Genadius is in town for March Madness week. He's also in town uh, on assignment for Comic-Con, uh, and he gave sort of a sneak peek of uh, March Madness and uh, the new uh, LED wall at Planet Hollywood. Yeah, if you've been following his tweets, man, he's he's been sharing left and right all, this, all the stuff that's going on this week. Um, and actually, as I'm recording this earlier today, uh, he made his way to Comic-Con. And uh, we'll be looking forward to that article. Um, it could be coming in this week, actually, but I'm not too certain about that. Um, I try not to, you know, you know, make people write articles when they're on vacation. <laughs> so it could be this week. It might be next. We'll have to see. Uh, the roads are being paved at the park, the park which is about to open in a couple of weeks. Um, not a huge story, but, you know, I like the little things because, you know, I'm a tourist. Um, and, you know, it's good to feel like, you sort of know what's going on there, you know. Uh, Purple Zebra um, is coming back to Link Promenade, 
and a new location just opened at the Rio. That's going to be the third location for Purple Zebra. Uh, Purple Zebra's got a location in the Link itself, the one being built at Link Promenade and the ones at the Rio. Basically, you just, you know, you walk in, you choose a glass. They have all these, like, little tchotchke glasses, you know, these these things that you're going to bring home and put on a shelf and look at and go, ah, oh, yeah, remember that time that we went to the Purple Zebra? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty all right. Uh, it looks like you just get yourself, like, a nice, big, humongous-ass drink, and then you fill it up, get it done, and then, you know, take your drunk ass to bed or something. Um, and Genadius also posted a trip on Slotzilla. Uh, basically just sort of a background on Slotzilla and what it's like, the whole process from getting there to getting your harness on and taking your trip across. Uh, so if you haven't done it before th- and you like to know things before you do things, good article to read on Slotzilla. And Sam here checked in with an article on Cameo, who's got a show going on at the Westgate, to which Jackie replied, This! Oh my God! This! Uh, in the comments... <laughs> Um, so yeah, go ahead and check that out. And of course the big story this week, Jan Rubin, uh, new residency is prison, uh, arrested on child porn charges, uh, over 3000 video, over a hundred, uh, images were found. Um, there are some interesting twists with that, um, that I read on another website, um, about the lawyer saying that the hard drive isn't actually Jan's and there was one that was found outside of the home and they can't trace it back and um, people are speculating that it it wasn't Jan who did it but it was Jan's husband who did it to frame Jan Uh, and they, they mentioned the age difference between Jan's husband and Jan and there's a lot of speculation going on about what happened so who knows um, it is what it is right now. And, uh, you know, the FBI has been tracking this for some time. I'm pretty sure they have a really solid case. Um, I mean, innocent until proven guilty, you know, I get it, but I mean, the, the, the cards stacked against them here. Anyways, all those stories you can find on VegasBright.com. If there's anything that caught your interest uh, just head over to the website. Feel free to use our search feature. It's great. It'll bring up exactly what you're looking for. Um, and it'll give you uh, exactly what it is that you need. Um, and this week we have exciting new stories coming this week as well. So be sure to check us out at VegasBright.com as we'll have new stories daily, Monday through Friday. Um, we'll be back after this after a word from not our sponsor so keep it tuned here each day in las vegas hundreds of thousands of cars are left alone by their owners while their owners are gambling enjoying entertainment or taking in a meal with friends Their innocent vehicles are neglected and unused in dark, hot parking structures. Hi, I'm not Sarah McLaughlin, but together we can do something to end vehicle disuse. For the price of almost $10 a day, you can assure that these cars receive a paid parking spot. Your contribution will help improve conditions at these parking structures. They'll provide, um, better lighting? And maybe, occupancy sensors? 
Your payment helps provide food, water, and clothing for people who are already well off. Let's do our part and pay for parking today. Yeah, you know, I played that last week, but I definitely need to get uh, more than one use out of it. So I might play that a couple of times, not in every episode, but here and there might add that to our collection of things. So last week, I waxed nostalgic about the Stardust, a place I had never been. And someone said, hey, this... Sounds like something you should... I believe it was Corgi Mom. Yes, it was Corgi Mom said, sounds like maybe something you can do every week. And I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure if I have that many places I not I wax nostalgic about in Vegas, but it's a good idea. And then I started thinking about, well, I really do like the history of Vegas and stuff like that. And maybe I can sort of do a, like a, a history, like a Las Vegas history kind of a thing. So why not, right? Um, so I'm thinking that that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a live reading, and hopefully I have this timed just right. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, or or actually you have to go and make popcorn. I'm sure you don't just don't have popcorn lying around, or maybe you're at your job and you're just having a shit-ass of a day. So why don't you go ahead and pretend you're working, but listen to this. And um, yeah, let's talk about some Vegas history. Let's do that. The man acknowledged with discovering Las Vegas was a young Spanish scout named Rafael Rivera. He was part of an expedition that was looking to find a new trail between New Mexico and California. He got separated from the rest of the party and continued alone for the next two weeks. He camped out on top of a piece of elevated land from where he saw springs and meadows, an oasis in the desert. The Spanish named this area Las Vegas, meaning the meadows in Spanish. The Rafael Rivera statue is located at the city of Las Vegas Rafael Rivera Community Center. Although Rafael discovered Las Vegas and the trail had been in use for around 15 years, it was Captain John Fremont who put it on the map literally. In 1844, he led a U.S. military expedition through the valley and mapped the route he called the Spanish Trail. The trail stretched 1,200 miles connecting New Mexico to California with Vegas somewhere in between. And yes, Fremont Street was named after him. In 1855, a group of Mormons led by William Bringhurst arrived from Utah and made the first permanent non-native settlement in Las Vegas. They built a 150-square-foot fort from the sun-dried adobe bricks along the Las Vegas Creek as well as the post office, which served as a way station for travelers making their way along the Spanish Trail. They successfully farmed the area by diverting water from the creek. Part of the fort still stands today as the oldest structure in Nevada and is on the National Register of Historic Places. You can visit the Old Vegas Mormon State Historic Park, which is located in downtown at the intersection of Las Vegas Boulevard and Washington Avenue. But because of fallings out between leaders, the summer heat, and difficulty growing crops, the missionaries returned to Utah in 1857, abandoning the fort. In 1865, the new owner of the fort was Octavius D. Gass, a miner from El Dorado Canyon. He built a ranch house, a small store, and a blacksmith shop. Gass defaulted on the mortgage, and the property passed to 
and the property passed to Helen and Archibald Stewart in 1881. Three years later, in 1884, Archibald was killed in a gunfight, and Helen, along with her father, ran the ranch for 18 years. In 1902, she sold it and the water rights for $55,000 to William Clark, Senator William Clark, that is, who owned the San Pedro, Los Angeles, and Salt Lake Railroad. Clark County was named after William Clark. Interesting tidbit, don't you think? Clark wanted to build a railroad that would connect Los Angeles to Salt Lake City. Las Vegas was a good halfway point for the train route. Clark then went about creating a town to run his new stop. On May 15th and 16th, 1905, 2,000 acres of land around the railroad tracks were put up for sale. That morning, the Las Vegas Land and Water Company promised to build a depot and railroad repair shops to provide jobs. The original train depot was located at the end of Fremont Street. It was demolished in 1970, and the Plaza Hotel was built there in 1971. The railroad offered the men and women a deal. If they traveled to Las Vegas for the land auction and bought some land, they would get their ticket money returned. Clark auctioned off more than 600 lots by the end of the auctions. He had made a near 500% profit. So, the 15th of May, 1905, is commonly recognized and accepted as the birth date of the town of Las Vegas. So mark that on your calendars, folks. When May 15th comes up in a couple of months, Go ahead and buy a cake or raise a glass or do something. Maybe sing happy birthday in your head, but sort of in a cabaret jazz style. In honor of the birthday of Las Vegas. Next week, we'll pick up where I left off and look at some next points in history right here on the Vegas Bright Podcast. So keep it tuned here. And... Uh, I'm sure I've got something else cooked up for you. We'll be right back. things, no resort fees. So I hope you enjoyed the history lesson. Um, I think I did. You know, I'm not going to go back and edit this. I'm not going to reread it and put on a deeper radio voice or anything like that. Or maybe put on an old-timey voice. Ah, the history of Las Vegas. Oh, damn it. That's what I should have done. Ah, shit. All right. Well, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go back and edit this. It's late enough. All right. So last week, I also played some music because music. It's nice. It's nice to play music. And um, there goes um again. Vegas Bright is brought to you. The Vegas Bright podcast is brought to you by the word um, um, when you can't think of anything the fuck else to say. Oh, and there goes my first F-bomb of today. All right, so this will get an explicit rating in iTunes. Okay, because I'm not going to go back and edit. Um, and there it is again. So let's play some music. Um, last week, 
Oh, another um. Last week, <laughs> I'm so conscious of um now. Freaking A, Scott. Um, I did it again. My goodness. This should be a drinking game. This should be a drinking game. Every time I say um, you take a shot. Um, There it is. That, that's another one. There you go. There you go. I'm so aware of it now. That's a good thing. Cause that's how I'm going to learn. So I'll start saying so. How's that? So what I'm going to do is play music. Uh, from the same band I played last week, the U.S. Army Blues. They just have some really good happening kind of, you know, sort of old vibe kind of a good, happy-sounding kind of jazzy cabaret kind of like old Vegas kind of music. So I want to play some of that. The name of the song is Stem. It's by the U.S. Army Blues Band. And we'll be back. Right after this. And after this. Bright Podcast from VegasBright.com. So podcast, it's a Vegas podcast. All right, and that was the Army Blues Band. The name of the song was Stem, and you were listening to it right here on the Vegas Bright Podcast. If you like the song, you can download it 
over at freemusicarchive.org, and I'm probably going to go ahead and add that link uh, to download the song in the show notes. I haven't figured out exactly how to get links to work in the uh, show notes in iTunes, um, but I think I know what I need to do, so I'm going to give it a shot when I upload it, and hopefully it'll work. If not, you can just go to our show notes at podcast.vegasbright.com. Um, it looks like I'm out of show uh, for today, and uh, I, I hit all the points I wanted to hit, and it went quicker than I thought it would. So I'm going to give shout-outs to where shout-outs are due uh, to Sam Monsieur, uh, Blonde Forever, Greg C., Paper Poster, Greg Bennett, Genadius, Michael James, Big AZ Marty, Alex Kosolova, and Bob Z. Also to our friends at Vital Vegas, Edge Vegas, and the Las Vegas Forever Forums. Be sure to go to our podcast page at VegasBright.com podcast.com and check out our list of podcasts we like. If you need to get your Oral Vegas fix, add all them to your podcast list. To contact the show here at Vegas Bright, send an email to podcast at vegasbright.com. I'm Michael Movestro. Thank you for joining me this week. Hope to see you again or hope for you to hear me again next week. I gotta come up with better terminology. I'm sure you knew what I meant. See you next time.